If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good evening and welcome to this year in review. 12 months came so quickly and we're about to bid goodbye to the year 2022. What a year this has been. A year of unprecedented inflation. In January 2022, that's how we started. We started inflation at 13%. But guess what? It's now 50.3%. That's how we ended November. We're yet to get December, though. But the e-levy was passed, but it did not meet government expectations. The finance minister also vehemently stated that the country would never go to the International Monetary Fund for a bailout. Eventually, Ghana was forced to beg for a dance with the IMF. Also, the city became the worst performing currency in the world in October and later started gaining strength in December and some say it was about the best performing currency as well. Now, fuel prices also galloped so fast that many of us could not cope. I don't know about you. Now, this created a cost of living crisis in Ghana. We had prices of goods and services skyrocketing and the government's constant defense was... I'm sure you can sing the chorus, COVID, Russia, and Ukraine war. That's the excuse that we were given. In an unprecedented move also, 85 majority MPs told the president to sack his finance minister, Ken Oforiata. Well, the minority jumped on that and filed a vote of censure against the finance minister, which failed because the majority walked out when it mattered most. We qualified also for the World Cup this year, 2022, but we could not make it past the group stages. Uh, we could not exert our revenge against Uruguay, but they also crashed, and we saw the priceless theory face of Luis Suarez. A very eventful year indeed amidst haircuts. Now, let me bring you 12 months in 12 minutes. Let's begin with the Apiazzi explosion after this break. requires certain fundamentals and know-hows at every turn. In light of this, Joy Business is going a notch higher to bring you closer to top business leaders. 
all over the world, write on your social media platforms with Joy Business Social. It's an insightful and interactive live session on your mobile devices. Joy Business Social comes your way this and every Thursday at 6 p.m. exclusively live on the Joy Business and Joy 99.7 FM Facebook pages. Follow our live updates and engage with us on Twitter via the hashtag Joy Business Social. You can also engage with us on LinkedIn at Joy Business Ghana. All your questions relating to business and the guest of the day will be tackled live and direct. Joy Business, empowering, prospering together. When I saw the story, honestly, initially, I could, when I heard the story, I could not believe it. One needs to be very familiar with the ground. What is the situation? What are the needs? And so when you go to an area and they tell you that kids are lying on the floor and studying, uh, you ought to go and see it for yourself. So we have over 7,000 children who don't have any furniture to sit on. So that is about half of the student population in the district. When we come and sit on the floor, our things will be dirty. The next day, when you go, you, you, you like to wash your things, but your parents will not agree for you to wash the things. All things are not critical. You don't have money to buy soap. It's 12 months in 12 minutes. This is the year in review here on the Joy News Channel. Also on Joy 99.7 FM, myjoyonline.com. Let's begin our discussion with the Apiati explosion. This is what happened. Transfer Levy Bill 2021. 
duly read the third time and passed. I'm happy that the House has finally found it possible to pass the E-Levy bill. Definitely, I, I will return. Um, as you know, um, my son has been unwell, and that is why I had to come here to the United States to, sh- I mean, um, be the mother and the best mother that I could be. And um, I'm still here making sure that all that is settled with my son and all the authorities and the school, and it's still ongoing. Um, I've been a deputy leader of um, Ghana's parliament, and I know the rules, and I know that um, the Privileges Committee wants me to be in parliament. But as we speak, I don't know that I've been invited. I have to be served, and I, I'm not aware that any such thing has been given to me. I'm just hearing it from you. We are not going to the IMF. Whatever we do, we are not. The consequences are there. We are a proud nation. We have the resources. We have the capacity. Don't let anybody tell you. Like when Joshua, Caleb, and and the 10 others went to spy on the promised land. And only two of them came to say that we can do it. And the 10 went around the community, murmuring, you can't, da, 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 da. We are not people of short sight. Why don't you go to the IMF? Go to the IMF. We have shown that we have alternatives to building the economy of this country without resorting to conditionalities that will be imposed on this country. We will not go to the IMF today. We will not go to IMF tomorrow. And we are not going as long as the NPP remains in power. I want to assure you and assure the people of Ghana that we're going to negotiate a good deal with the IMF, a deal that will allow us to revive our economy and to continue the task of building an even stronger economy than we had before. They are criticism of my administration when we decided to go to the IMF. They said it's only lazy governments that go to the IMF. And, I mean, the words they said in that past have come to haunt them. So one of the reasons why they're afraid to go to the IMF is that what they said in the past will uh, follow them. Who said resign? Will you resign? Because of going to the IMF, when you said we're not going to the IMF. That's not a very good question. You know, it's almost like telling a father to resign from his children because he's changed his mind. You know, there are times that decisions have to be made for the survival of a country. When you have a situation like this woman who was, I'm not still sure whether she was in fact deported or whether she fled the country the first time and has now come back, but whatever. Um, there still seems to be some uh, uncertainty about it. But whichever way it is, she has become the sort of nickname for all that the galaxy represents. And unfortunately, also for the involvement of Chinese nationals in Ghana in this particular illicit trade. It's not everybody that is aware of it. So you need to educate us so that everybody will know that. It's not everybody that knows it. So definitely you have to educate us. But you don't come and stand here and then be throwing your, your hands about. Knowing already that this percentage of people haven't uh, registered, 
completed their registration, you should be ready for this kind of, uh, 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 how should I say it, uh, 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 wait from, from, from the public. So when you come here and they tell you that the system is down, I mean, so are they going to extend their closing, their working hours, or they are going to close exactly at the time they usually close? All these things is going to go against the customers. So I think they should have made plans for this. Upon consultation with the industry, and in view of the challenges enumerated above, I have very reluctantly decided to grant a final conditional extension. The program, will, and I'm choosing my words carefully, the program will be extended to 30th September to end on the anniversary of its commencement. That will give us one full year of SIM registration. Happy is not happy this morning. Uh, you can clearly hear from her voice frustration, distress. Uh, all she's saying is that she supports the call by Guta for the shops to be closed. I asked her whether she wasn't concerned about it affecting her, her daily bread. And she said her money is uh, her money matters are even not too good anyway. So what's there to lose? Uh, she says that... The recent developments within our economy are of great concern to the greater majority of members of our caucus and our constituents. We have made our grave concern to the president through the parliamentary leadership and the leadership of the party without any positive response. We are by this medium communicating our strong desire that the president change the minister of finance and the minister of state in the finance ministry without further delay in order to restore hope into the financial sector and reverse the downward trend in the growth of the economy. We want to serve notice, and notice is hereby said, that until uh, such persons as aforementioned are made to resign or removed from office. We, members of the majority caucus here in parliament, will not participate in any business of government by or for a president by any other minister. The fiscal recklessness obviously leading to the crash of the Ghanaian city, which is currently the worst performing currency in the entire globe. And then number six has to do with the alarming incompetence and frightening ineptitude. In fact, if he had acted fast, we could have salvaged this economy. So frightening ineptitude resulting in the collapse of the Ghanaian economy and an excruciating cost of living crisis that we are seeing. Coaches, let me use this opportunity to say to the Ghanaian people what I believe. With courage, every finance minister around the world may wish to say to their people now, I am truly sorry. It's time to say, Ghana, you gave me an opportunity to serve you. I have served you to the best of my ability. My ability is not good enough. Bring in somebody else to do the work. Why are you still sitting there? We gave you the job. We said we don't want to again. Is it for us to serve us? Is it for you to serve us?
We wash our hands. We wash our hands. We wash our hands. We wash our hands. Those in favor after the secret vote is 136. Those against zero. Abstentions zero. Following the terms of Article 82.1, the vote is accordingly lost. Mr. Speaker, this budget is a competitive budget. <laughs> and therefore, he put the country on the path, on the path to death restructuring, which he has announced as death exchange program. So, Mr. Speaker, this budget is a competitive budget. Snuff, snuff, yes, snuff. They want to tax snuff. Snuff, snuff, they want to tax snuff. Eh? I mean, and, and sometimes this snuff, it relaxes the body for our grandfathers. My grandfather, I don't, I do not use snuff. But my grandfather uses the snuff in order to calm down his blood pressure. Now you are saying this snuff, this small one that is taking, you want to tax it. And they move to fridges and other beverages. Mr. Speaker, so what is the point again? We are taxing us when we take alcohol application and the rest, we are taking taxes from us. If we want to stop drinking application, we want to drink fruit juice, we want to also take tax from us. So do you want to kill us in this country? It's not fair. Let's stick to the alcoholic beverages, tax those people who take the cigar and what but we those who have repented and want to take fruit juice and beverages, leave us alone. Leave us alone to live longer. Truly the eventual conclusion of the program will assist us in our efforts to restore stability, tackle inflation, and strengthen our currency. That is why the various ingredients of the program should be supported by all Ghanaians and all stakeholders. So that was 12 months in 12 minutes. We started off all the way from the e-levy discussion back in Parliament to the APRT. Then now we are the debt exchange program. We've seen the censure amongst others. We'll be talking about all that and more here. But remember that at the end of the program, we'll be asking you who your news personality of the year is. Also, the sound bite of the year. We'll take a look at it and what's the presidential gaffe of the year. And also there have been many, has the minority serve the people well and um, have assembled very great minds for this program. They've been talking about this news stories the whole year without break um, so you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, we'll start the discussion shortly here. Um, and my colleague um, 
Shamima Muslim will be joining us uh, via Zoom shortly. But in the studios, um, I'm so happy uh, to be sitting with them this evening. Kojo Yangsin, the morning man, has become the evening man today. And he's the host of the Super Morning Show on Joy 99.7 FM. Evans Mensa, no stranger to the evenings here on the Joy News Channel. Host of PM Express and also my my partner on radio for news night. <laughs> what did you say? Partner in crime. Partner in crime, yes, <laughs> all the way. Bonnie and Clyde. So, um, Evans Mensa and Kojo Yangsin and um, Alliance for Women in Media Africa, convener. Shamima Muslim will be joining us at Vaz. Well, she's on Zoom. Hello, Shamima. Good evening. You can unmute so we can hear you. Good to see you. Season's greetings. Can you hear me? I'm yes, actually unmuted. Yes, we can hear you now. Same to you. Okay. Same to you, MFA. Mm. Well, gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. good evening. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay. How has it been? How has 2022 been? 2022. <laughs> dramatic. It's been dramatic. I mean, nobody could have predicted the end from the beginning. Mm. It's not one of those years. Uh, I suppose that the, there are a lot of takeaways. Right, lots of lessons learned, uh, especially for us in the media, you know, and uh, some of the stories that have come our way and the ways we've had to deal with them and the curveballs that have been thrown at us. It's just been an, ed an education for us. Yeah. Um, but for the people of Ghana who, who get their information through us, I just wonder, you know, what they think, what they think happened this year. What on earth went on in 2022? Yeah, I mean, this year, I mean, they say, as a journalist, you live on the bad news. Mm -hmm. Bad news is good news. I mean, uh, forgive me if I say that, but as a journalist, that's, yeah. that's what we live on. And if you go to journalism school, the first thing they tell you is when a dog bites a man, that's not news. No news. When a man bites a dog, it's news. And this year has been full of bad news. So it's very, very, very healthy, good news year in terms of that. <laughs> One bad news after the other. Unfortunately... The nature of the bad news has the implications and the impact has been seismic. Mm. It's, it's, it's really been a tsunami. Um, if you take out Apiati where it was, its impact was felt. And, and it's interesting, right? Apiati was the typical textbook ground zero yeah. where it exploded, it affects a particular community and is restricted. And then we have the nuclear explosion of the economic disaster. Now you're getting into your yeah, topics. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll I'll get into so, it. So, I'll I mean, get into I'm it. just talking about mm -hmm. the fact that if you look at it, really, this year has been, has been, has been very explosive <laughs> in terms of the news. Um, and, and there was a time... Did you get any haircuts? Did I? Get haircuts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let me get to Shamima. Shamima, how has 2022 been in summary for you? <laughs> Well, I think that it's been a year of crescendos upon crescendos, and if we gathered all the apples in the world to bake the biggest apple pie, <clears throat> beg your pardon, it still won't be enough for the many people who would have to share that apple pie around. So I think that it's been a year of great lessons to make. Oh dear. 
Okay, uh, we'll work on Shamima's connection, but um, it appears that you're all in tune in terms of how the year 2022 has been. So it takes me then um, fast into getting your top picks so that we can start the discussion because I know you're itching to talk about the things that happened in 2022 and uh, the main issues. I've penciled a lot of them down, but I want to get your top, maybe let's do top three or top five if you have it. Let's um, go into it. Since Evans started, Evans, let's go through it. So my top three... I've seen already. I'll, my top three... I mean, Apiatu is actually not in my okay. top three. Uh, All right. uh, my top three will be decision to go to the IMF, that, that U-turn. <laughs> Your U-turn. Uh, the U-turn. Um, the second one, closely linked to that, will be Ken Oferiata's outmaneuvering of both the rebel NPP MPs and the NDC. You mean how he survived it? Yeah, he survived okay. both, survived both okay. sides of the house, which is unprecedented in itself. And it says a lot about, about the man. Um, he's, he's, he is possibly the most talked about individual. If you put in the search, Ken Foyata, in terms of Ghana, you probably will see that he's probably the most searched, mm -hmm. um, most written about individual. And I, and I, and I think um, the consensus that built around his removal was, was so unanimous, both within the MPP in Parliament. James Abuksu's um, comments that said that there was, there was consensus when it met mm -hmm. was, was one that and the third? would never happen again. And then the third will be Sir John's Will <laughs> Debacle, um, was, was a major one as well um, okay. for me. If you want me to add two bonuses, yes. two bonuses to it. Two bonuses, two, the, 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 for head of the political desk. Mm -hmm. The outcome of the NDC, MPP, internal leadership elections, major, major surprises. Um, you hosted uh, the former general secretary last week. Mm -hmm. It was a major surprise that he lost to uh, JFK. JFK. I mean, yeah. because of the, the who he lost to was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then you have the NDC one also throwing up a major, major surprise of equity. Imagine a uh, winner when many thought a desire that it was a free outcrowd who had been. And then, of course, you know, the, the big fight between, you know, um, the Fosan Pofu and, um, and Joseph Surigeta. So that will be my, my fourth. And then the final, obviously, will be uh, it's between the e Levy and Aisha one. Um, <laughs> I think I'll go for the... Please I'll go, go for, for the, balance. I'll go for the... I'll go for... I think I'll go for the e Levy. you go for the e Levy. I'll go for the e Levy. Okay. I'll, I'll explain why when we come to it. I'll add the Galamsey to it for you, but it's fine. <laughs> Kujo, let's take your top three or five. Top three. I'll mm -hmm. do top three. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they are represented as the three W's. <laughs> so the first W stands mm -hmm. for wound to me. For me, I don't think there was a story that illustrates the ability of government to completely ignore the rule of law than the Chairman Wuntumi story. And I'm talking about the, the involvement issues. of Akunta mining mm -hmm. in Galamse. I mean, we, Joy News brought actual evidence, video evidence of the presence of Akunta mining in the uh, Nimri forest. forest, okay? They were not supposed to be there by law. I mean, they were breaking the law, visibly breaking the law. What came of it? Absolutely nothing. I mean, the, the order in which events occurred is even the funniest part of it. So first, we uncovered what was happening. Second, we heard from the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources that well, there needs to be an investigation. You are drinking the soup around the food. I don't want to Please. go into all of it. Yes. I suppose all so I'll the see second is topic that, will be. Oh, yes. My, so my second W mm -hmm. uh, will be the World Cup. Okay. For me, I think 
there are fewer stories. That, that, I mean, I can't think of any other story that got more Ghanaians talking than the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, the, the, the qualification process was you know, fraught, and then our performance at the event itself. Okay. The third W stands for what on earth happened in Parliament in 2022? <laughs> so I, don't, I mean, take your pick. Whether it is the, the shenanigans through which they passed the E-Levy, whether it is the weirdness that is the Ajoa Safo debacle, mm -hmm. or whether it is what um, Evans just alluded to, the Kenufuriata manoeuvre. Okay. <laughs> you know, however you look at it, Parliament has been a hotbed of weirdness throughout the year 2020. Okay, so at least I have something we can start with. Let's bring Shamima in also. Let's take her top three as well. Shamima, um, can we take your top three in terms of issues that happened in 2022? Okay, it appears that uh, we have a terrible connection to Shamima, but we'll work the lines and then uh, the internet and then get a stable connection to her, then we can have her join the discussion. So since you're all so interested in the Kenofriata maneuvering, I think we should yeah. start with that. Start oh. with that? Okay, no okay. problem. Yeah. Well, what do you want to start no, with? I mean, I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's fair. Yes. Um, and, and then, of course, the link of this to the IMF. Yes. But let's start and with And then the a debt exchange. The Kenofriata mm -hmm. maneuvering, of course, flows from the decision, the, the U-turn he announced, right? So I would have... We are not mm. going to the IMF. You know, I would have... Maybe. We so had John Kuma also in Parliament. Yeah, exactly we are not linked. going. But, but here's the thing. I will try and separate it clear because I know we'll come back to So that. before you do, Sorry maybe we should, hear, we should hear We should hear. Ken Oferata. We are a proud nation. We have the resources. We have the capacity. Don't let anybody tell you. Like when Joshua, Caleb, and, and uh, 10 others went to spy on the promised land. And only two of them came to say that we can do it. And the ten went around the community, murmuring, you can't, da 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 da. We are not people of short sight. So we all agree that the biggest issue for this year mm -hmm. is um, the current economic situation, going to the IMF, our debt exchange, um, you know, haircuts where we are right now. So it, it dovetails into what happened in Parliament, the central motion calls for his removal, because he's the man in the center of all this. So he mentioned to us, we are not going to the IMF, we're a proud nation. Then there was a sudden U-turn. But let's get into it, since we are talking so the, about I mean, it. I like that. It, that's the a, that's a thing about Ian Review. So the sound that we just played of him saying we're a proud nation, and he's saying that because at that time he was convinced there's no way we're going to go to the IMF. He's always obviously taking us to the IMF. Have we stopped being a proud nation? That's the key question. I mean, it, it, we need to ask that question because then there's a fair question to ask because he, he introduced that concept. He almost was saying to us that if we go back to the IMF, we stop being a proud nation. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is the finance minister who was appointed by a president who introduced uh, the concept of Ghana Beyond Aid. The whole idea of Ghana Beyond Aid was to, was to um, further this point about us being a proud We should stand on our own self, we should grow what we eat, and et cetera, et cetera. And so they take us to the IMF and makes that massive U-turn. I, I argue that in, in, in the history of Ghanaian politics, I possibly would dare go back to the, the, just at independence today. There hasn't been any U-turn as big as the U-turn to go to the IMF. And, and let's put this in context. Going to the IMF is, is what we do as a country. I mean, we've been there. You know, we, we, we just go to the IMF. It's a thing we do 
almost every five you go to the IMF. So it is no big deal to go to the IMF in Ghana because it's, it's a thing. IMF runs the economy. When it runs the economy, we run it well. When it leave, we crash it. Discipline. It's just been that over the years. So it won't be a big deal to go to the IMF. Then come the Akufuadu administration with Kenu Furiata the, as, as a finance minister. And this, we have to, to understand what I'm about to say, we have to go back to 2013, 2014, when the John Mahama administration decided to go to the IMF, IMF, or was about to go to the IMF, everybody knew the signs were there. And, you know, God bless his soul, Professor Kwesi did a, a lecture at um, the uh, Central University, which, which I covered for the station where he first introduced the concept of policy credibility, mm -hmm. that he believes that the time is here now to go to the IMF. Um, then also the current vice president also was, was very clear that we, we are just facing that decision. It was in that period when the IMF, going to the IMF became, was demonized <laughs> because it wasn't a big deal. Then Jomahama said, let's go to Sainchi because the crisis was, was here. Everybody was seeing what was happening. MPP says no. they're not going to participate. And the NDC was vilified quite extremely. And then they go to the IMF, and like, this is, this is you failed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And if you listen to what happened even now when it went, people like Kennedy Dupont, who was making the point, he made a point then that any government that goes to the IMF is a failed government. And he insisted that if we go to the IMF, our government had failed, right? They demonized the decision to Let me put that. everything in contest, and then we can hear John Mahama back then okay, when there's that. IMF issues. Oh, you know, why not? That's fantastic. Yeah. Administration, when we decided to go to the IMF, they said it's only lazy governments that go to the IMF. And, I mean, the words they said in that past have come to haunt them. So one of the reasons why they're afraid to go to the IMF is that what they said in the past will uh, follow them. Okay. So, so that, that was the point I was making. So they demonized it to the point where it became such, such a big deal now. A place we've been to for 15 times before. That was a time before we went. It was such a non-issue. Non, non, non and then they go to the IMF. And then they win elections. When they win elections, remember what they said in when they win elections? When we win elections, we'll get out of the IMF. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They come, the reality was they couldn't immediately get out of IMF. So they extended for a year, and then they said they went to the IMF. Seven when they came out of IMF, it was a big celebration. Yes. Never again. Never again are we going to go to, this is the final time we're going to the IMF, et cetera, et cetera. So, and so that, you understand why Ken was insisting, and the president was insisting, we won't go to the IMF. Even when we knew approaching after COVID, that the economy was struggling or almost on its knees and going, because what it done to the opposition party? vilified it, tore it to shreds for going to the IMF, which John Muhammad just articulated. Mm. How dare us now then do the same thing John Muhammad did? And then you hear Japan say, say, if we do go to the IMF, then we that's have it. failed. That's it for him. So that's why going to the IMF was a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. But for this government then to decide after a cabinet meeting that, listen, we have to go to the IMF. Goodness me. I remember the day when I saw the statement. And remember the way they announced it? It was a small statement. Yes. Like a few lines that was just dropped. Nobody was speaking to I remember that day calling everybody in government. And nobody was speaking. Nobody. And I spoke to a very senior person in government that day. Said, Charlie, I beg this one. And this, this is a very senior person in government who says, I beg you. Call the finance minister. You know, because nobody. We, I don't want to talk to it. 
And for days, such a big decision, it was only a press statement that was circulating. About, anybody remember that? Mm-hmm. It took Gabi Asaroche Dako on news file, anybody remember that? Yeah. To be the first, and he, he wasn't even government. I mean, an affiliate of the government. Or Very close like to that. government. A a to first go on national television to defend the decision, and then the floodgates opened, and then, yeah. you know, you know, Kojo Pong Krumah and others also Lisa started talking about it. It, it tells you that I remember that day when I saw it, and I, well, I was making a call for Top Story, and like, everybody I called said, no way. I'm not going to talk. And no, it's not because Why? it was obvious. If a one senior minister, cabinet minister, told me that, listen, ask for this, I will not put my name on it. If you want, call Ken Oprieta. Right? I mean, it was, that was the first day I realized that he was called Kuntun Kununku. I mean, because I said, I didn't know because I know I'm Ken Oprieta. Then, and so this minister then mentions that, like, what is oh, that? Oh, I'm like, who is Kuntun so I got off, and I asked my colleagues, oh, that's part of his name. So everybody left it for him to deal with. And then I heard Gabi, and, and Gabi did a fantastic job. It was tough on news, news file with Samson. Yes. But he put up a brave face and defended it. And then everybody else started talking about it. The reason why it's a big story for me was that U-turn, for the government to eat such a giant humble pie... If you know the president, this is not. This is something he would have. He would, I'd rather die than do it, mm-hmm. right? But he did it because it was obvious that decision. You can't do anything about it. But here's the thing: they went too late, and because they went too late, they they expects exactly the impact of this on the lives of every single Ghanaian. For me, the reason why this is the biggest story of. of but was and, it not also because um, they were hoping that E Levy? would come to the rescue because this um, particular statement that Ken Ofriata made was at one of the town hall meetings when he was talking about the E-Levy, trying to make people understand and buy into the yeah. E-Levy because they blame the minority for making the E-Levy fail, for which reason they have to go back to the IMF. So it appears that government meant well at some point. Is another case. I mean, meant well, I, I doubt because you see... Because we wanted what, to, you know, bring in homegrown policies. They, they, the mainstay of any proper functioning economy is your ability to predict and make forecasts, mm-hmm. right? That's what economists, that's what the technical guys at Bank of Ghana and fin- that's what they do is to forecast. That's why they, everything, the GDP is forecast. They tell you what GDP you, what you end a year with, what your... So you, you can't tell me that a year ago you could not have thought... Because a lot of people foretold this. The Professor Buckwings of this world of last year were telling us that we are heading for a crash. And everybody kept on saying, look, even at January, people were saying, go to the IMF, right? Yeah. Everybody kept on saying, go to... So when I say mean well, the only thing that kept them from making the decision was politics. Okay. It was politics, pure politics and not policy. Mm. Because the policy was clear that go to the IMF. But the politics Mm. of having demonized your opponent for doing so have been demonized the IMF as an entity, that this is, when you go to the IMF, you, are, you stop being a people... A proud nation. A proud nation. Mm-hmm. So because of that, they decided not to go. And the result is what we are seeing. So that if you listen to your own analysis of the death of analysis, it's going to take us at least 15 years to get out of this. Mm-hmm. If they had gone a year ago, it wouldn't have been this bad, right? So they've created a bigger mess... 
because of politics okay. and not because of the policy. And that for me is what the biggest lesson, both for this government mm. and for the NDC, because both of them will interchange government every now and then, is if you allow politics to run a government, you'll find a crisis such as we have in the biggest crisis of our generation. Our generation yeah. We'll talk about the man, Kuntum Kuntum Kukeno, for that shortly. <laughs> but uh, you, uh, the economy, maybe yes. uh, we'll, we'll add uh, to it because yeah. uh, it's not your topic, but at least I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I as well. So. Listening to Evans, you realize, I mean, and Evans really laid out the order in which mm -hmm. things happen so nicely, but you realize something. I like to sit back and think of what things mean. Okay, so when all this started unfolding, from November last year, when Ken Uforiata read the 2022 budget and announced that there was going to be an e-levy and all the debates began, from that point, I started to ask my, myself, what do these things mean? Now, think about it this way. We went to the IMF because we couldn't pay our bills. That's it, in simple terms. We couldn't pay our bills. So, when did we realize that we can't pay our bills? When did the finance minister, the manager of our economy and his deputy, when did they discover that we can't pay our bills? Because as recently as April or whenever it is that he said we're a proud people, mm. he said we're not going to the IMF. So back then, what is it that he thought we would use to pay our bills? I submit that there is no way, if even people sitting on Legon campus could tell you that we are going to default if we don't go to the IMF, then the finance minister knew. Okay. He knew. He knew from as far back as last year. Because guess what? The rating agencies have been downgrading us steadily since then. And while they were downgrading, we were borrowing. So, I mean, what, what, what did we expect? And we're debunking some of the downgrades. Absolutely. Point, so like the, point, the point I'm trying to make is that at the, at the time, the finance minister was speaking into the microphone and telling Ghanaians that we are not going to the IMF. He knew that we had to go to the IMF. Okay. So you ask yourself, what made him say the opposite? Was he deceiving us? Or what was the politics him, that Evans was talking what about? did he even hope to gain? Because it only made the situation worse. He wasn't saying it in response to a question. Nobody asked him a question. He was giving his own, uh, delivering his own address, and he decided to say it. Why? So for me, who is interested in what things mean? I'm wondering what he thought he was doing, what he thought he would gain. Then his deputy went to parliament, a house of record, and went to say the same thing, even more emphatically. He said that the day they go to the IMF is the day they what they leave government. Let's listen to John Kuma. Let's listen to John Kuma in Parliament talking about this IMF and not going there before the U10. That's not a very good question, you know. It's almost like telling a father to resign from his children because he's changed his mind. You know, there are times that decisions have to be made for the survival of a country. I'll bring you John Kuma uh, in Parliament, but you know this is um, Ken Ufoyata telling my colleague Kwekwa Santia, the NPP's Congress, that the, the, the we are. Yes, that was after they decided that. You know, there was, there was one. He can't remember. leave his children. There was there was a press conference where a Reuters news agency guy asked him a question: Why are you not going to the IMF? He 
tore the guy into shrine. Remember that day? Yeah. Yeah. Shrine, he told the guy that, why are you guys so fascinated and fixated about, about going to the IMF, going to the IMF and pushing yeah. into the IMF? And, and as a result, after these children, you had a take. I know there was Ghana Connect on this, Yeka Unti, you know, all that thing came up <laughs> yes, with the Ghana yes. Connect, I remember so well. But you had a take, um, it was one of your messages on The Morning Man, mm -hmm. on Kenneth Riata describing us as his children amongst others. Mm -hmm. I think I have that. Let's listen to it. Okay, I'll get I'll get that, Kujo. Okay. Um, I I really want us to hear that uh, take uh, what you said about about that. But you you, would, you want to finish on this, yeah, then just, then we can we can get into the others. Yeah, let me just just wrap up. Honest, because honestly, Evans really said it all. I'm just interested in what it means. Okay, because for me there are two alternatives, two possibilities here. It's either the finance minister didn't have the competence to understand from the downgrades mm -hmm. and the continued borrowing that we were leading to a point where we would have default and we would need someone to come and bail us out. Or he knew, he's completely competent and understood that's what was happening, but he just felt a need to lie. So it's one or the other. He's either dishonest or incompetent. Mm. What a choice to, to, to have to make between who your finance minister is. But neither of those options was enough for him to lose his job which is, I'm sure we'll discuss when we get to <laughs> <laughs> the, the shenanigans of has. Parliament. Okay, well, um, I think Shamima is now on phone. Um, I'm dying to hear her picks as well. Uh, Shamima, uh, we've been talking about the economy, but let's see uh, what your top three picks are, then I can take your thoughts also on the economy, then we can get into your tops as well. Hello, Hello Shamima. Hello, Yes, I can hear you now, Shamima. Okay, good evening to everybody. Kojo Evans, it's been a while. Hi, And yes, um, the best of the season to all of you. So Kojo and Evans, you've taken the wind out of my sail. However, for next time, start with you. Then. Yes, okay. I will. The next round, I'll start with you. <laughs> but you have the, the, the biggest issues for 2022, maybe three of them. Um, let me line well, them up. Of course, the, the economy and all the matters arising mm -hmm. is... It's definitely one of them. My second major issue, again, as um, the woman activist that I am, would be the issues with the gender ministry okay. and what key lessons you can take from the entire debacle. And then my third might also be speaking about the media. This year, there was a lot of give and take between the media and state actors. And, uh, the whole issue of media freedom, of impunity against journalists, I think that would be a miss if we ended the conversation without further looking at the issues that threaten media development and by extension our democracy. And then perhaps speak about the importance of media and information literacy for even the media itself and for the citizens and also for state actors. So those my, um, will be my three main issues. So jumping straight into the conversation about the economy and the issues around the finance minister, I think that when this matter of a cat with nine lives came up, they might have been thinking about someone in the person of the finance minister. He really does seem to have nine lives. It, he survived storms that many might not, you know, be able to survive. But my take on 
the series of events and the U-turn leads me to a conclusion, also because of the persona of the finance minister, that this government or the managers of the government, especially with the economy, were very high on faith and low on pragmatic competency. Kojo alluded to the fact that the e-levy as at first quarter of this year had already shown indication that it wasn't the avenue to raise the needed domestic revenue. So the bills were piling up, the loan payments were coming up, the debtors were, you know, knocking on our door. And it would be very difficult to be convinced that the managers of the economy could not postulate that we're heading towards crisis. And if they were well aware that we're heading towards a crisis situation, and yet the finance minister will come to make definitive statements regarding the, the avenue or the option of an IMF bailout, which in our crisis situation will look like, will look like the most plausible, immediate you know, option for relief. In the lead up to all of this, the finance minister can still make that statement. I mean, I am I'm befuddled. I'm 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 left wondering, was the finance minister expecting a miracle? Was he really in prayers and fasting and seeking the face of God to let manna drop from heaven wherever it will drop from other than that IMS or other things? Because the local interventions had failed up to that point. So I'm so curious to know what conversations were happening in the corridors of power about options, about what needed to be done. And I can imagine that there may have been camps, one camp against any thought at all, any thought. And I'm sure majority leader statement perished the thought, might have found expression in those conversations about going to the IMS and what have you. And one camp might have been cautioning that please guys, you know, it's about to get real and we need to really look pragmatically at taking a decision. So I'm really, really uh, want to believe that as at the point that the finance minister was making the statement that we will not go to the IMF. We are a proud nation. And was still, you know, making those rhetoric, making those rhetoric statements. He was high on faith, and nothing else. There was no signs to it. There couldn't possibly have been any signs to that claim, other than faith. And yet we are told by the Christians, "Emmanuel, you are a church elder. That faith without works is what I, I can't remember the meaning of that it's statement. Dead. It's dead. But what do you people say about faith it's without works? It's dead. 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 Yes. Dead is dead. Faith without works is dead. Okay. Well, it's dead. I'm, I'm sure everybody can hear that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So if it means that up to that point, we know that the West were in Yeah. And so to be hoping that faith would, you know, deliver us from the crisis that was imminent, I think might have been a wet dream. And here we are today with my friends, <laughs> with 
the, the, the crisis that we're dealing with. And, you know, I, I wondered, if I, I, I imagined how the finance minister would have felt in the negotiations with the IMS team. Because this is just you making this statement two or so weeks before this announcement is made that you would have to come back to these same small, small boys to agree to your policy proposition to salvage well, Shamima, so that's when this whole issue about Ken Oferiata's resignation came up. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it takes us straight into that at this point because uh, you raised the issue about gender ministry, at least um, after Ken Oferiata, one person that we've mentioned most in this country, uh, I think it's Adjoasafo. We'll get to mm -hmm. that shortly because the absence of a gender minister is key for Shamima. We'll get into it. But how can Oferiata survive this amidst all the calls? for his resignation and removal, even that unprecedented move by the majority MPs, 85 of them, then 10, 96 of them, we had the majority leader saying it's a consensus amongst others, and still nothing happened. I heard John Buedo on Sunday mention that the president would live up to the expectation, but we don't know if we will see a removal before the end of the year. Today is um, the 30th, tomorrow is 31st, we don't know, but we have a staff level agreement at least the negotiations that you spoke to um, the Subing MP amongst others about was that after the budget and then also a staff level agreement or is it the entire IMF deal, we'll see the removal or not of Ken Oferiata. But really, you mentioned it. How did he survive this? What really is it about Ken Oferiata that he's still um, the finance minister? Ken Oferiata only survived this because the president didn't want him to go. Okay. This, this is, yes, it's Ken, but this is more President Lakufuado than anything else. And in this country right now, really, if you're talking about political astuteness, political maneuvering, there's nobody, there's nobody, and I get in, without, without apologies in this country, that knows political shenanigans, ability to wheel and deal than the current president. Nobody knows it better. His generation, a lot of them are gone now. You still have maybe former President Kufo still around. In terms of his ability to maneuver, he knows it and does it best. And and when he was when he was convinced that there's no way Ken should go, he did not only behind the scenes. Definitely, anybody who was acting, you know, acted on the, on his behalf. Anybody who acted to try and keep Ken there only did so on the president's behalf, even if he didn't ask them to. Um, and so when he went on the radio station, I think in Kumasi, and said that Ken performance has been excellent and that he had no basis to remove him, of course, many criticized him for that. And the anger, in fact, that is... And not, it wasn't just Ken Oferiata. Other, other ministers as well, including their great minister in all they performed excellently. Yeah. So the calls for reshuffle... Uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, but because you're talking about mm -hmm. Ken, yeah. I'm isolating that. I mean, that angered a lot of the people within, within his party. But he said that and acted to get him there, to, 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 for him to stay. Ken is not a politician. Ken is an investment banker. He's excelled at doing this. He's set up data bank. He, he knows nothing about the way politics works. Mm. So you, 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 the fact that he survived this, he survived a political tsunami, an unprecedented one, of course, because for the very first time in our history, we had members of the governing party in parliament 
holding a, a press conference to say we want our finance minister removed. Mm -hmm. That is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. It's never happened before, right? Um, and yet he survived that. He survived that. And they did not only say go, they actually said that if you don't move him, we'll boycott your business. Watch the press conference. Our great concern to the greater majority of members of our caucus and our constituents. We have made our grave concern to the president through the parliamentary leadership and the leadership of the party without any positive response. We are by this medium communicating our strong desire that the president change the minister of finance and the minister of state in the finance ministry without further delay in order to restore hope into the financial sector and reverse the downward trend in the growth of the economy. We want to serve notice, and notice is hereby said, that until uh, such persons, as aforementioned, are made to resign or removed from office, we, members of the majority caucus here in parliament, will not participate in any business of government by or for a president by any other minister. A press conference, um, radio audience, pardon me for saying watch, at least uh, you also heard uh, what was said. At least they were calling for Charles Dubois and then Ken Ophiata, and then we all know what happened to and Charles Dubois. Exactly. Charles Dubois yes. left because mm -hmm. of uh, he was sacked. He was sacked. Mm -hmm. expose that saw him allegedly taken. That, that is a subject of some uh, in investigations. Mm -hmm. But you, you listen to Andy Apiakubi, and the day he did this, it was a save an explosion just happened. Like, wow, I couldn't believe that this was happening in, in this country where people just um, support blindly. This loyalty, party loyalty was is more important than than um, the national cohesion and the national, national interest. interest. But for the very first time we saw this, and I thought there's no way Ken survives this. But then what I didn't remember is that Ken is not there because he, he's there. He's there because the president put him in there. there. And it all comes down to what the president wants out of this. And clearly when he called them into a meeting, we knew what he wanted. He wanted the man to stay. And he told them, keep him there. Well, at least we haven't heard from the president, mm -hmm. but everything we've heard is from, from, the, the, from, the, from the MPs themselves, including um, the majority leader. So I won't, I won't doubt them. That leave him there until budget is over, until appropriation, and until the deal with the IMF is done. And then you will let it go. But then I had an interview with Sergei uh, Mensah and I asked him, so did the president categorically commit to remove him after the, these three milestones have been met? Mm -hmm. One, budget, which you know the budget is out of the way yes. now. Appropriation. Appropriation is out of the also way now. The IMF deal Wasn't is... Was the staff high. level or the entire deal? Or oh, the IMF deal. I mean, oh, that's, 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 that's my understanding of it. And that's okay. Mensah's understanding then. of it too. Um, which is like we are 30, 45 percent there left with a style of agreement. I asked him, did he categorically say I will let him go when these three milestones are met? And he says categorically no. The president didn't categorically say mm. that he will let him go once all this is met. And I'm like, again, this is the president maneuvering expertly, as I know he will. And again, we saw that in just last two weeks, We've seen um, uh, Eugene Wachinchi come back to make pronouncement that mm -hmm. he should go. But he, they can't afford to take a lot of credit because at the end of the day, he, he was the one who was taking all the heat. 
he had to face the MPs, you know, in Parliament. And he must but for what? He must, you he know must, this. Well, he, he had to stay. I mean, but, you know, the point is, you can hate or like Kenofriata, but one thing that you must credit him for is his ability to stay the course in the face of all the opposition, all the odds were against him. His own people in his ranks were against him. He stayed the course. He went to parliament, the social committee, and mm -hmm. he came out looking better than going in, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and so that was, he went to the vote of censure, the, the, the vote on the floor. Yeah. He came out even much better from the debate that happened on the floor. The attorney general, for the very first time, was on the floor of parliament. Never happened. Um, and, at, at least, and at this least you haven't seen any censure. Mm -hmm. Went on the floor to argue. This is the, the attorney general of this great republic to argue on his behalf. Listen, this is why I'm saying when the president says, This is what I want, he moves everybody to, to act. When immediately after the budget was, 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 uh, was read, the MPs deserted the house. For days, with these stories on Newsline, how the house Nobody was deserted. The, the MPs were, the, the, even ministers, looking for coming to debate the budget. They were in Qatar. In fact, the, the finance committee leadership, when they asked them to come and debate, nobody, even, nobody could even, was even there to second. Mm -hmm. That's the budget, that, and it the turns biggest out budget. And it could be the man that led the, that, for him, the was call for the, was the one The point I want to make is this. The budget that was supposed to, this is the biggest consequential budget of our lives, right? Because of the crisis we're in, supposed to take us out of the crisis. They were not there to debate it. They abandoned it. But when it came to Kenoferiata's survival, on that day of debate for the vote of censure, all the Always ministers alive. were marshaled there to defend him, including the two famous um, communications minister and uh, energy minister who were seen chilling in, in Qatar, Qatar when the debate on the Bible. They were in the house and they took a picture to lunch with yeah, we have, we're here. Mm -hmm. when, the pres when the president says, this is what is important to me, in the signals by, the, by, their, by their presence, right? It tells you a lot about how the system works. And he, the fact that he not only at maneuver the end of course, that's what the NDC MP, they knew this was a fight and losing battle anyway. But they, 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 they gallantly lost, right? Mm -hmm. But Ken should be credited for a lot. He, he I mean, when you, look, when you think back now, you're wondering, I mean, so why, why did he, they do all that to the man? Um, and because he's still standing, you're wondering, should they still pursue? And I really doubt going into 2023, and that's a part of the thing we're doing review, going into 2023, whether indeed he will leave. He will whether he, that, that's, that, that's the question I was going to put I, to I you believe, on this, this. This is what I predict will mm -hmm. happen. I believe Ken leaves if he wants to, wants leave, to leave. Or the president wants him to leave. No, and, and the president will never want him to go. Are you I saying mean, in all this, at least you have your sources, in all this, there was no point that am, Ken himself wanted to leave I don't and the know president that. says to stay? I, I don't know that. Okay. But I'm just making a prediction going into 2023 that Ken only leaves if he wants to. I am confident the president himself will not want to remove Ken the president himself. Really? I think this comes down to what Ken chooses to do. It is not up to the MPP MPs. That's what the NDC MPs, they're out of the equation. Mm -hmm. They've lost their vote. It's done. The MPP MPs, first of all, watch whether they'll be still disunited in 2023 after the IMF, after the IMF deal is, is struck. It comes down to what Ken wants to do. And we'll see. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. I'll be wrong. Okay. But that's, that's what I believe will happen. Did you agree? Ken well, only leaves when he wants to. Mm -hmm. If Evans' theory is right, 
that Ken will only leave when he wants to leave, then Ken will never leave. Because if this didn't make him want to leave, nothing <laughs> will. I mean, honestly, what, what is worse than this? First, you, you tell everybody that some e-levy thing is going to save our economy, and you calculate that it will bring in some four-point-something billion. It doesn't even make 10% of your estimated target. So as a finance minister, you got your maths wrong. That didn't make you resign. Then, when we were on the verge of going to the IMF, you came to tell us that we won't go. And then in the end, we went. That didn't make you resign. The entirety of parliament, and by the way, when the entirety of parliament wants something, the theory is that the entirety of the nation wants it, because those are our representatives. Yes. So the whole nation wanted you to quit. You didn't quit. It, you didn't resign. You came to defend. You came to explain to the, the, you know, the, why the, you the, should stay. the parliament why you should stay in office, why you are innocent. Honestly, what will make him want to resign? I don't think anything will ever make him. You could also look at it this way. I, I want to leave on my own time, not because not because you're people, asking me to, ask leave. to leave. Look, at this rate, if the NPP loses the next election and the, the NDC becomes the next government and they hire Kenu Furiata to stay on, he probably will. But anyway, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get back to this whole thing about the maneuverings of parliament and Kenu Furiata. I think I agree maybe about three quarters of the way with Evans's analysis of how this thing unfolded. I agree with the fact that the president is the driving force behind his survival, not necessarily Ken himself. But maybe the last quarter of the, uh, you know, the argument where I may take a small departure is this. I think, and look, I love movies, so I'm going to try and use a movie to explain my, Which movie my theory here. No, well, not okay. a particular movie, but okay. the the movie industry, if mm -hmm. you like. Okay. In movies, there's something called the MacGuffin. Mm. MacGuffin. M-A-C-G-U-F-F-I-N. MacGuffin. It's a device that is used to move the story along, even though the story is not about that device. Okay. So, for example, if you watch the Titanic, the title of the movie is Titanic. It's set on a big ship, but the movie is not about the ship. Mm. The movie is about two lovers. Mm -hmm. So that story could have happened anywhere. The Titanic, the World Trade Center, anywhere. So the Titanic is just a device to move the story along. Or maybe you watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they are all running around looking for the Holy Grail. It's a cup. The story, you know, is all, every character is pursuing this cup. But the movie is about the characters, not mm -hmm. the cup. So I think Kemuforiata is the MacGuffin mm. in this storyline. So, like Evan says, he has no constituency. What will be the title of this movie? I'm interested. Maybe, maybe Evans will help with that. Part one and two. Okay. All right. So, in this movie, Ken is the MacGuffin. He's the, the, the plot device that moves the story along. The story is not about him. Okay. Okay. He's just what everybody is arguing about. But it's not about him. The story is about the main characters here. And if we are to extend the movie analogy, then the killer, the antagonist in this scenario is the president. He's the mastermind. Mm. This is where I agree with Evans. He's the one who declared that I want this man to stay. Mm. But other people made it happen. Yeah. Other people played the chess that enabled Ken to stay. Mm -hmm. Those other people, perhaps in our movie analogy, they will be the jack. Do you know the jack? 
That's the big strong guy who stands next to the, the bad guy. The okay. bad guy sends him off to do all the horrible things. So, so the you're giving us a killer. Who is the blue man in this one? The, the blue man might have to might be those who wanted Ken out. Okay. The people of Ghana. Oh, right? This time the blue man has lost. Uh, okay. Yes. Oh, so yeah. in this movie, there are movies okay. like that. Okay. There are movies like that. Okay. Yeah. The killer, killer one in this one. Okay. Because, look, as soon as the president declared his desire, and that is the strength that our president has, Maybe he's a veteran politician like Evans is saying, but I think his bigger strength is the fact that he has got chess players around him. And also, he can be petulant. He can decide, I want this, and I don't care how you get it. Mm. Get it for me. Mm. And he is able to motivate people to achieve goals that he envisions by whatever means necessary. He did it with free SHS. Yeah. He said, when people told him he could, even, yeah. Ken, even Ken had his doubts. I think Ken right? had Indeed. His doubts he said, no, make it happen. I don't care how you do it. And somehow the force of that will made it happen. The same thing happened with Ken. He wanted Ken to stay, as Evan says. But other people played the chess game. And look, me, I'm cynical. But I genuinely believe that all the parts in parliament, they all went together to keep Ken in office. Mm. From Apia Kubi to Oseche Mensa Bonsu to the minority to the Speaker of Parliament. Everyone did something that guaranteed Ken Uforata stay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Take, take Apia Kubi and mm -hmm. his, his cohort of 90-something odd MPs who came to announce to us that the they people of Ghana have told them that they want Ken Uforata out. So they are calling on the president to sack him. Then the president called them and said, I won't sack him. Then they came back and told us that the president says we should wait. So now they are not working for the people of Ghana anymore. They are working for the president. They are working for the president. The person who they, they had openly opposed. In the interest of the economy at the time. Come the reason on. They gave. Mm -hmm. Come on. Look, first of all, let us be analytical. The person who we are insisting we wanted to lead us into the IMF negotiations, otherwise it will fail, is the one who said we won't go we won't to IMF. Go there. Mm -hmm. In what world was that the most credible person to lead us into the negotiations? Okay. Well, but the, the question that many are asking also is that, is Kenofuriata the best finance minister we've had in this country? Such that <laughs> Because the fact that people are asking for the removal, and in all this, you've been talking about the maneuverings, such that... This is a very diabolical question. I, yes. I, think, I, I, think, the, I, think, I think the question, the question okay. is sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I think, think Kenofuriata is the, is the most favoured most favorite okay. finance minister. Maybe Shalima will have an answer. What would attach a president to the coattails of somebody who, who, who said the opposite of what you wanted? He said, we will not go to the island. When okay. He knew we had to go. Mm. But you, you, you insist that this is the only person you want in that office. I don't think there has ever been a more favored finance minister than Ken If it wasn't Ken Oforiata, do you think, at least you have mm -hmm. monitored this, you've been on the political scene, Anybody else but Ken Oforiata, would the president do same? No. Is it because it, they are relatives? What exactly is the connection it, between the two? You have to understand. You have to go back to the president's attempts to be president. Okay. Um, since uh, before 2000. The three times tried? The tr exactly. Mm -hmm. All the times he's tried, Ken, as a family member, has been one of the galvanizing Finance, forces. Yes. Exactly. Bringing in the resources. Mm -hmm. Ken did not only maneuver and, and, and pull the resources together. At one point, he brought up this fantastic idea of, uh, you know, uh, nurturing your constituency, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. And he was on the street. Yes. 
distributing leaflets with the wife, encouraging, with the wife, yes. encouraging people Jumping to donate. Exactly, donate money to the 